Hello and welcome to another episode of the House Life Podcast, where I talk about myself. Yeah, just myself. So, this is part two of the driving license passing series, I guess. But um, if you want to check out part one to find out my entire like test attempt tree journey, you can go and uh, look at the previous episode. But this episode, I'm going to focus on the entire driving license journey, right? From start to finish, even including pre and like post as well, right? So for um, just to give like a bit of a background, right? I have always wanted to like drive for the longest time, right? I have been like interested in, you know, like simulation driving simulation driving simulation flying simulation right i mentioned on previous episodes that that's what i'm into lah right and um i have always wanted my license right since probably like many many years ago and i finally got it right i can like really say i have got my driving license i mean i haven't get got gotten the physical one yet i'm still waiting to apply to get it to for them to mail it to my house but um i have passed the test so that Hard, the hardest part is done, right? So, um, honestly, right now, like, I feel really, really proud of myself. Even though it took so many attempts, I, I, I still managed to do it, right? I think that's the main point for me, like, at least. But, um, yeah, that is how I feel now, okay? So, um, I will just talk about, like, the start of the journey first, right? So... The start of the journey is when I first kind of okay. How about that? My the start of, for me the start of the journey is when I first booked an appointment, right for the driving centers. Okay, so I think I booked my appointment if I'm not wrong like July seventh, right? Cause my birthday is July 9th. so um <laughs> I I I think I knew lah that no there will be some kind of waiting time for the appointment. That's why. I booked about a few days before my birthday and then after that um I thought that one week later okay I can just go and create an account and then go and do whatever right so that is um basically the start of everything right so first I book appointment then after that I have to go there and enroll so right, that's the 12th of July so while I enroll I actually also do my eyesight test and then after that, I also book my basic theory test. So the basic theory test is basically for you to go through like a test to test you on the basic road safety. So it will test you on road signs. It will test you on like very simple like basic rules on the road, right? So that's the basic theory test or BTT. So I booked on the 12th of July and I actually went to the center on uh, 5th of August to take the test, the BTT test, right? So, this is all done in SSDC, okay? I booked the appointment, okay, I think it's around 6th or 7th of July, and SSDC, I could go there on 12th of July. Now, on the same day, 6th or 7th of July, I booked for CDC as well. Remember, this is July, ah. July, I booked CDC. The actual appointment date is 2nd of September. SSDC, one week later, I can go. Or even less than that. CDC, 
two months later, then I can go. Crazy. I tell you, really, this is crazy, okay? But yeah, so I basically had to wait really long to do get CDC's appointment. Lah. But the thing is, I actually wanted to focus on SSDC already because I already could go and make my account like one week later. But I actually didn't cancel my CDC appointment. And that is honestly such a great thing because if I actually had cancelled it, because basically like during, after I finish my BTT, right, then I can go and uh, start my lessons already, right? I couldn't find an instructor. Right, so I finished my BTT, 5th of August, I couldn't find an instructor, right? I have the PDL, the Provisional Driving License, which you need to start your driving lessons. But if you have no instructor, then you start for what, right? So, um, I couldn't find SSDC, that's why I turned to CDC, right? And I go and find an instructor, right? Find on like the first or second try, found an instructor, right? Easy. Okay, so that is settled. I'm going back to CDC, right? So I started my lesson, um... It was planned to be around 31st of August, right? That was the first lesson. And then um, I actually went for the enrollment on 2nd of September. So I finished my first lesson first, then I do the enrollment. Then after that, after like five working days, then uh, yeah, five working days, because you need to have five lessons and then you can book the simulator, right? So basically you need the simulator to, you need to go through the simulator course first before you can go and book your test, right? So the whole journey is you enroll, uh, okay, book appointment, then you enroll, and then afterwards you uh, do your BTT, find your instructor, then while you find your instructor, you can actually go and book your FTT as well, right? And then afterwards, you can just finish your, finish up, and just, just, just go, go do your lessons, and then do your simulator and then afterwards you can go and book your test and then finish. That's right. So that's essentially it, right? Um afterwards I have a few lessons from August or end August all the way till around um mid February, mid to end February, right? So after the whole thing, right? My simulator I okay, so I booked the simulator 8th of September, right? And the actual session is 17th of January. So the waiting time is roughly around 3 to 4 months, right? Very long, very long. It's about the same thing if you look at today as well, right? I tried to see like the, the next uh, simulator course session, lah, right? And it's actually like, if I'm not wrong, September, right? So I booked my simulator in September for January. Now I book in if I book in April now, the next of uh, the, the earliest available booking session for the simulator is in September. So the waiting time, the bulk of the waiting time is really the simulator lah. Right. So that's why the entire process took really long, right? From the start, right, of early January I uh, sorry, early July all the way till now, which is end April, right? So if, okay, if this is theoretical, okay, if I had passed on my first try, which is 25th of February, it would have taken roughly around, um, 515, let me see, around six months, right? February, so, so, July, August, September, October, 
then November, December, okay, eight months, okay, January, February, eight months, eight months, yeah, eight months, around that, right, so it would have taken eight months uh, if I had passed in um, February, but now I passed in end April, so that's around, basically it's around 10 months already, right, so now, cost breakdown, right, I think that's very important, especially because like, a lot of people want to take up the license, but they're scared that it's very expensive, right? So for me, um, what I did is actually I went to SSDC to take my BTT and my FTT. FTT is the final theory test. I think I didn't talk about that. It's basically more advanced stuff, right? They give you more difficult situations that you need to know, right? So BTT and then FTT. Then after that, I went to CDC to actually take my lessons with a private instructor and then I took the test at CDC, right? So the total cost, um, I actually have like a spreadsheet of it that I am keeping track of it, right? For SSDC, right? Enrollment plus your ID photo plus your eye test, PTT booking, FTT booking and your provisional driving license. That's a total of $52.66. Right, so that is just for the theory test and then the enrollment. Okay, now for CDC, you I had to take the digital photo again because you have to take the, the photo at the test that at, at the test center or like at the center that you're going to test in. For example, if I am going to like do my driving test at SSDC, I have to take my digital photo at SSDC. But since I'm not, I have to go to CDC to take my photo again. So I need to pay double the price basically. Another six dollars. So Again, enrollment fee, this one is a bit more expensive, 1070. And then digital ID, 642. Then I have a simulator booking. Each simulator session is around $26.54, including GSD, lah, right? Then uh, total will be around $80. The instructor enrollment fee, so to get an instructor, right, you need to kind of put down like, it's not a deposit because like, you're not going to get it back, but a set amount of money to enroll into like his, I guess his lessons. So that is $70. Then I had $40 lessons for um, like the first six lessons. Lesson 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Or one hour each. $40 each. So that's $240. And then afterwards, um, there's 7, 8, 9, 10. Four, le- four sessions. Which is actually um, a bit more expensive. Because I think I'm starting to do a bit more dangerous stuff. Lah, like parking and a bit uh, stuff. So more, more stuff that needs. Might have a bit more danger, I guess that he, it really depends on me lah, in terms of my skills in like parking and uh, turning. I don't know. Lah. I don't remember why already, but the price hike, okay. Become $42. So that's $168 for four sessions. Then afterwards, I have um, lesson 11 to 15. So that's a total of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, five sessions. And that's $82 each because I'm going into the circuit, which means that it'll be more expensive because the instructor has to book the circuit as well. And he will want to book like the best session, which is six o'clock, cause the school, uh, how say, the the school cars will be there, right? In the circuit, you you share with school and private cars, and six o'clock don't have any uh school cars really. It's just private cars only, so that's great. Um, that is my lesson eleven to fifteen, right? So if I pass on the first test, which I think a lot of people would. Right, they most probably pass on the first test. Um, 
before okay so before that right the whole of cdc right now enrollment simulator instructor plus the lessons the total cost is 984 dollars and 74 cents so the next section is the test section right so each test is expensive right each test uh, is 420 dollars okay it includes the car rental of um 300 dollars and also $120 for like an additional one hour, one hour, 30 minute lesson or like driving around, right? Because, uh, sorry, one hour in the circuit and then another like 30 minutes out in the public road. So that's why one hour and 30 minutes, around $120, right? So total for each test, one $420. And then for... um. Like, cause, cause, okay, if I retake, right, after that, you have to add additional $500, $420 for, for the test, and then another $80 or $82 for, like, um, a, a lesson before the test to recap everything. Because I don't need to take, like, a lot more lessons, because um, for me, I'm ready, ready, lah. Right, I'm just making careless mistakes, so I'm just unlucky, right? So I just need to take one final lesson again and to recap everything and then after that I go for the test. Or I'll do go go for the warm-up and the test. Okay. So for if you pass on the first test, right, uh you'll basically get around see $470, inclusive of the $50 for the qualified driving license, which is your actual driving license. Right, to drive any car on the road in Singapore at least or in like whichever country accepts Singapore driver's license so the total cost for the test plus the license for the first try is $470 right so at this point in time the cost the total cost is 1.5k okay 1507.40 right $1,500 so because I took another two times right i took three attempts in total so i add another 500 dollars and another 500 dollars that's a total of 2500 dollars already not not cheap okay it's really really not cheap especially if you fail right so um usually most people will take around 1.6k to 2.2 2.3k uh for driving license uh, total cost right um in terms of school, right, you'll most probably have to take additional lessons or more lessons because um, they have to hit a certain amount of quota. La. That's what I've heard. But I'm not entirely sure because I, I have seen what other people say that you don't actually need to hit all the quotas. But um, I went for private because I thought that it would be a bit faster. Right, I started in July. I wanted to finish it by like December, but it dragged on all the way to freaking April, May period. So... That's unfortunate, but um, no, we get through it. So basically, from just to recap everything, right? Uh, I booked an appointment for SSDC and CDC, six of or seven on July, and then afterwards, uh, my appointment for SSDC reached first, twelfth of July, right? I paid a total of around fifty or, or lesser than that, lah, right? But for SSDC itself, I paid a total of $52.66, right? And then afterwards, uh, I took the BTT and I took the FTT. And then uh, while doing, while doing while taking the F- FTT, right, while waiting for FTT, 
I actually went to CDC to take my lessons, right? Okay, because my appointment is actually 2nd of September. So I booked 6th of July as well. And then my actual appointment is 2nd uh, of September. Then afterwards, during CDC, okay, I spent a total of $984.74 for the enrollment, the simulator booking, uh, the instructor enrollment, plus all of the lessons, right, for the first test. Okay, so that is a total of $984.74 for CDC itself. Then for the test itself, right, which is after all of the lessons, right, I have a car rental, which is $300, and then the warm-up, which is $120. And then, um, plus, if I, when I, if I pass on the first try, I'll have to pay $50 for the qualified driving license, right? So that is a total of $470 for the test itself, right? So if you pass, if I had passed on the first try, it would have costed me $1,507.40. And if I didn't, which I didn't, and I take a second time, it would cost around $2,009.40. Cause each additional one, you need one additional lesson to recap. And that lesson is $82, right? Then afterwards, if you take another time, you need another $502, 420 plus 82, which is around um, $2,511.40, right? Which is what I, what, what it costed me, lah, right? So that is my entire, like, journey, right? From start to finish. Um, I think some people would want to get my instructor's contact or whatever he's a good instructor okay i fail first time is my own mistake my own careless mistake that i just was like too panicky right then second time is bad tester third time is i passed okay so if you are interested in my instructor i can give you my contact number just dm me or text me okay so that's the cost that's all the events in the chronological order then um next part i'll talk about post so let's say you already get your qualified driver's license, right? You want to start driving, but you don't know how, right? So I actually made like a, a, a comparison, lah, right? Uh, in terms of like trying to drive to school, okay? So I have a lot of different research done on the different like companies and different um, ways that I can drive, right? So... The short TLDR is go for car light. Okay, C-A-R space L-I-T-E. They are the best in terms of pricing, in terms of um, insurance, in terms of availability for P-plate drivers under the age of 19. Okay, so that is, yeah, that's it. If you want to uh, listen further for me to compare all of the different options that you can have go ahead but if that's all that you came here for uh, yeah thank you very much for listening but I'm going to compare all of the different um, companies and different methods of getting a car in terms of not buying a car but loaning it right so I'll just start off with um, the more traditional ones right car rental from those rental companies right 
Okay, so the, the main thing about these rental companies is you get to get the car for an entire day, right? It's usually you pick up during um, their business hours, like 6 p.m. And then you return next day, 6 p.m. Also, exactly at the same time, uh, you have to go and return it in there at their like HQ or whatever they are located, right? So that one, the main advantage is you can probably get like a one day booking like you can just book one day in advance, right? You can get bookings quick, fast. Okay. Uh, bad thing is the ones that you get will probably be very old, right? For example, like a 2013 or 2008 kind of car, right? Those are the ones that they'll give you, lah, right? If you want it to be cheaper, if you want it to be more expensive, you have to see which cars, uh, which more Atas cars will be, will fit your budget. And um, it's available available for people and drivers. If you're interested to find out all of those options, you can go to SG Car Mart, S G C A R M A R T, and they have like a lot of comparisons uh, in terms of car rental, right? A lot of them put their ads there. You can go and search Carousel as well, right? Um, usually the price for the cheapest one is around sixty, seventy, eighty dollars per day, right? For like. Well, the, the cheapest cars that they have but they aren't like super well maintained in terms of um, their performance right but if you want a car they want to use for a whole day and you don't have a lot of like you, it's, it's like very you're not sure when you're going to pick it up and stuff like that you can go for that option car rental traditional car rental from car rental companies okay now second thing the, the one that I would recommend would be car sharing so what is car sharing? Car sharing is you take the car for however long you book. For example, one hour, two hour, six hour, eight hour, and then you return it back to the same location after your booking. Right? So you can just return at the same location and take from the same location. Take from the same location and return from the, to the same location. Right? So the very good thing about this is it can be in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood, in your multi-story car park, you can already have an option for car sharing. A car ready for you to book, right? Maybe you need to book a week in advance, right? A few days in advance, but it's in your neighborhood, right? You can just walk there, book already. On the day you walk there, take already, drive, 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 come back, park at the same place, walk back to your house. That is the convenience of car sharing, right? I'll give you another advantage of car sharing. You have the flexibility to book however many hours you want, right? You can book one hour, you can book three hours, eight hours, one day, two day, three day, depending on the availability of the car, of course. Lah. But most probably it will be available if you book a week or two in advance, right? So um, for some of the companies, for example, Carlite that I mentioned just now, they allow you to book in 15-minute intervals. So for example, if you want to just go to a friend's house to collect something bulky, right? For example, like a TV. I don't know why you want to do that, but something bulky, right? You can just take the car for 30 minutes, drive there, get the stuff, drive back, put in your house, return the car. As simple as that, right? So it's all about convenience in terms of car sharing, right? And of course, the price, because you rent um, for a less amount of time, the price will be lower, lah, right? So that is 
something that I would strongly recommend, right? But of course, it has its downsides as well, okay? So many car sharing, uh, or, or many of the cars in the car sharing um, companies, they aren't super well maintained, right? Some of the cars might not be too clean. Some of the cars might have a bit of a smell or like the seats a bit worn out, right? Sometimes the seat belt at the back cannot pull, cannot buckle, like fully or it's very how to say or it's stuck in a certain position right because there are many many users in a car sharing uh car or car sharing uh, there are many users who use car sharing and that's why um the seats or the car's condition isn't super duper well maintained but they do do like regular cleaning sanitization like every week or every month i'm not too sure but um it's not too bad lah, based on the reviews and the research that i've done Right. Another bad thing about car sharing is, of course, you don't like get a car for an entire day, lah. And then you have, if you like return a car late, you will get penalty, right? Late penalty, ten dollars per hour, right? Usually, um, the cost for it is around four, five, six dollars per hour. Usually, it's around six, six dollars per hour, right? For like a, a regular sedan, so. If you come late, whether it's one minute, two minute, or three minute late, you pay ten dollars per hour, right? It's on. It's like all part thereof, right? If you do that math, but um, yeah, that that is an option that is really to me like super super viable, cause I don't need the car for like one whole day. I don't want to go and return all the way back to their their location and then like take the public transport back here, right? Then defeats the purpose. Right, defeats the purpose, and then um, of course, it's much cheaper than like traditional car rental companies. So that's the option I go for lah. But in car sharing itself, right, there are a lot of companies. Like there are a lot of companies. Okay, off the top of my head, I can give you Tribeca. I can give you Carlight. Of course, Blue SG. You might be familiar with that. You have GetGo, Chariot, Car Club. Right, so there's a, a, a really a lot of like car sharing companies, right? And not all of them support P-plate drivers, right? People who just got their license are on probationary, uh, like, I don't know, I forgot what's that term, but they're probationary drivers, right? So you need to wait one year, have that driving experience, and then you can take away your P-plate, right? So um, the two that I know of that support P-plate drivers, under the age of like 20, 20 or 19 years old is Carlite and Tribeca, right? So if you've seen like Tribeca, like the, the, the banner before on the car, right? It will be on the top of the windscreen, right? Those are Tribeca's fleet of cars, right? They have the largest fleet of cars for P-plate drivers, but based on reviews, um, a lot of them are super duper old. A lot of them are not super well maintained, and you no, know, I think some of them like get randomly charged for like insurance, or like if there's if you like accidentally scratch or crash, you have to pay like very very high, right? So those are the risks obviously of driving. So you need to make sure that you are ready to pay like that kind of um amount of money lah, right? When you do encounter an accident, right? So, um, in terms of other companies that I would recommend, as I mentioned, Carlite, 
right? Carlight is one of the newer companies, right? They started out, uh, they are part of a traditional car rental company. And this traditional car rental company, if I'm not, that, if I'm not wrong, they're called like AKA Car Rentals. They actually branched out, have another subsection of the company to actually do car sharing. And I think that's a really, really smart business move, lah, right? Because I, I would think that with that big fleet of cars that they have, right, they aren't utilizing it as much if they go for a traditional car rentals, right? Because not a lot of people are into that nowadays. Not a lot of people want to, how to say, drive a car for an entire day, right? And this car sharing option is super duper like appealing to many people. So they go into the industry and, you know, they're slowly increasing. Their publicity is really isn't that good, but um, their prices are good. Customer service is good. Everything's good, right? So for me, that is what I would prefer, lah, right? There are some other... um companies out there that does not support people drivers or there are requirements right for you to fulfill first for example for example if you actually um are 25 years and older right you can go for get go and be a people driver right the requirement is either one year of driving experience and 19 years old or uh 25 years old with no driving experience Right, that's the requirement to enter for get go. Okay, then for um other mm, more known companies like Blue SG, right? It's an electric vehicle, uh, company, electric car sharing company, and the good thing about them is actually they are a point A to B car sharing. Point A to A means you get a car at this location and you return a car at this location. A to B means you get at this location and you return at next location. So what what is the difference between this is just that uh, you don't have to, you can just start here and there and take public transport back, right? Like there is no need for you to drive back and there's no need for you to park your car because it's just like a taxi, but you are the driver, right? So for that, um, you actually need to be 20 years old and have one year of driving experience. Uh, so I will have to wait until next year uh, when I'm 20 years old and then I can start using Blue SG. But right now, I can use Tribeca and Car Club. I mean, sorry, Car Light right now. Uh, if, and, and also, uh, recent news is that Car Club actually uh, joined with Tri- Tribeca. Tribeca actually bought out Car Club. So their fleet of cars is actually part of Tribeca. And also, Tribeca is a really, really big like uh, fleet of cars, right? So other companies like Chariot, um, that particular car company is not really very appealing not a lot of people use it um it doesn't it doesn't look appealing lah to me right so yeah those are the main few competitors in this car sharing industry and of course um there are some let's see there are some drawbacks lah right because uh some some requirements might say right if you go for car light you need to pay a total of $300 of deposit, right? Uh, additional $100 because you are a new driver. New driver meaning uh, lesser than 19 years old and lesser than one year of driving, right? So that is, or if I'm not 20, less than 21 years old and less than one year of driving. So you're just a new driver, right? You're still under P plate. So you have to pay a higher price uh, in terms of the deposit, right? So that is for car light. 
card for Tribeca, right, you need to pay $200 for deposit, $100 for normal, and then additional $100 because you're a new driver. And in addition to that, you also need to pay for a surcharge in the rental fees. For example, if it's... um. Okay, I cannot calculate now, but basically it's a 30% surcharge, right? If you if it's a, if you pay $10 for car rental, you need to pay $13, basically, right? So it's not that worth it, considering that their fleet is very old, considering that, you know, I can get much better prices at Carlite, right? I can save like $10, $20 in Carlite to buy what I go to Tribeca, right? It's just their fleet of cars is better it's bigger right so for but, but for car light right you you also have quite a few options and you can actually choose everything right all of the cars are open to uh new drivers right there's no surcharge or anything and to me that's like really really very appealing lah, right and there's no like advertisement they don't have like tribal car very big banner there right so that is to me very appealing so i've basically just compared all of the um car rental car sharing services that you might be interested in if you just got your driver's license or you are intending to get it and you're not sure um, what you can do after right or if you don't want to drive well, don't drive lah, right but of course like try not to um, just abandon this skill that you just got because uh, it takes practice lah, right right it takes practice for you to be a confident driver and a safe driver on the road and you know what I read from someone else what someone posted on like Reddit or something is once you pass your driving test, driving on the road is now the start of your practice, the start of your actual practice and lessons, right? Uh, you need to actually practice driving on the road, on the main roads to actually experience what Singaporean drivers are like and to actually experience, like, you know, the dangers that you might encounter, right? And to actually experience all of the nuances of driving in Singapore. Right, not not like you you get your driver's license already, then wow, I die. You can drive on the road freely, no problem, really. Right, there are many situations that you need to, uh, be prepared for first, lah. Right, so that's it. Um, that's my entire driving journey, driving license journey. Yeah, from start to finish, including the pre and the post as well. Right, so hopefully you have enjoyed that. If you have any questions, you can just text me or DM me on IG, and yeah, that's it. If you haven't watched the first episode, go and watch the first episode. If not, thank you very much and see you in the next episode. Goodbye.